Hey Pascal, this is Panther Nation. I'm Connor Hibbett. And I'm Gage Laswell. Today we're going to be going over Pascal Volleyball, Pascal Football, and then of course we'll give our pick six, which is something we've done the last month or so for uh, this year when it comes to college football. We pick our six favorite games, what we like, and we give our winners, and then what kind of uh, we how we think the games will kind of go. Volleyball has done very well picking up four straight wins in their matches, last four matches, um, since our loss at Lamar on September 14th. We've only lost one set during this four winning uh, stretch, uh, four match winning stretch. Uh, what do you like about that, that gauge about winning consistently? Like how they done? Obviously, it's a a good thing, and uh, yeah. And hopefully they keep it up. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll definitely need it at Martin uh, tomorrow night at six thirty. They're going to be playing at Martin High School tomorrow night at six thirty. Uh, it will certainly be a tough match. Martin's also at a, uh, at a winning streak. They're at a five-match winning streak, and they have only lost three sets this whole entire year in district play, and that was in a loss to Pascal on September 4th, exactly a month ago from the date that we are airing right now, from, from the date we're recording right now, I should say. Hopefully we can get a road win this time. We beat them at home last time. Obviously they're going to have the revenge factor factor they're going to want to uh, beat Pascal and maintain their first place uh, right now in district uh, we are in second place in district currently right now if we can get this win then we would be in first place of course we would have Trimble and some others to finish off the season but namely those two with Trimble and Martin so hopefully we can win tomorrow night at Martin Gage what is something they have to do in order to win this game Martin hasn't lost a single set since September 4th against us Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, obviously they're uh, two of the best teams in dis in our district, and yeah. two of the one of the two of the best teams in the state as yes. well, making a, a very a, a very good playoff push, or I'd say a playoff push on a very right. good one. So, in in order for us to to be able to win this game, what do we what do we or match I should say, what do we have to do? Well, uh, it's uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna come off of a, a, a of our defense. We gotta uh, block the ball above the net. I mean, I mean, granted, I don't know very much about volleyball, but that's that's what we have to do in order to win. Especially, but the, the mentality. What kind of men, what what is the the mentality that you have to go that that you have to have going into the match? Confidence. You gotta have extremely extremely. Uh, you have to be competitive too as well, but you have to have some. Uh, some confidence going into this game as well because as i said uh martin is right now in first yeah in our district we're the second uh and if we can win this game we, we would replace him and be in first place mm -hmm. which is something that we would all love to see um and speaking of being in first place our football team we play against the arlington colts now I'm not saying they're in first place. What you know, districts barely started. It's not fair to say after one game who's mm -hmm. in first, who's in last. But I mean, we're obviously we're winless in district. We lost to Sam Houston, 35-22. However, we did stay with Sam Houston, and hopefully we can do that and pick up an early lead against against Arlington like we did with Sam Houston. But this Arlington Colts team, they're four and zero, and they're and they're looking like a first place team. Uh, they they're coming off a seventy to eight victory against Trimble Tech last week. This team is very good at both sides of the football. They're very explosive on the offensive end. Um, it should be a, um, a highly competitive game. It should be a very fast game. Um, but to, for us, in order to win this game, our defense is going to really have to step it up, like they did against Irving, and like they like they've shown recently. Um, so, unfortunately, we play finally a home game for the first time in nearly a month, um, and we play at Clark Stadium. So it should should be an interesting one. Uh, we play at seven o'clock at Clark Stadium. So try to show up if you can. 
Uh, but uh, Gage, what is something we have to do in order to contain this Arlington Colt offense? Well, uh, I haven't seen them play, but <clears throat> if they're gonna score, we have to stop them. Well, yeah, but like, what, and, what? And, well, I mean, I'm saying that's why we have uh, our defense has to step up in this game, right? Um, and I mean, it's not, it's we don't want it to be a 60 plus game no. for them because uh-uh. our chances definitely decrease with that. Uh, we definitely have to keep it within 35, like we did with Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. Give us a chance. Hopefully, we can maybe uh, get an early lead again, like we did against Sam Houston, to try to get, get um, uh, gain the momentum. Uh, that'd be something uh, that would be very vital for the rest of the game, and the, definitely the outlook of the game and the pace of the game. Because again, they're they're going to score points. They're they're going to. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of time. The least amount of points they scored all season was thirty seven earlier this year. So we're gonna really have to put up some points. But our defense is gonna have to step up their game as well. Um, but I have confidence that they will. It should be a great game. Again, it's to, it's tonight at seven o'clock at Clark Stadium. Should be an interesting one. All right, pick six. Let's talk about the... You've been waiting for this, have you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been yeah. waiting for this game. The the Red River <laughs> rivalry. She's trying to say that three times fast. For real. Uh, it's, it's where College Game Day is going to be held this weekend. This game is given a few names, most commonly referred as the Red River Showdown or the Red River Rivalry, but also has nicknames such as the Red River Classic and the Red River Shootout. This game is played annually at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas during the third weekend of the State Fair of Texas. The name is derived from the Red River that forms part of the boundary between Texas and Oklahoma that in the past has caused conflict between the states. Most notably, the 1931 Red River Bridge War. And since 1936, the first year of the AP poll, at least one of these teams have come into the game ranked 70 times, including the last 19 times. Both teams are coming... uh, Rank, uh, their rank coming into this matchup. Texas leads the overall series 61-45-6. However, if you ask an Oklahoma fan, they'll tell you since World War II, since 1945, the series at least is more in their favor. But now, since then, the series is tied 35-35-3. Uh, Gage, what is something that we should see? What is something you're expecting in this matchup? I'm, I'm expecting a shootout from Sam Ellinger, probably not from Kyler Murray. He's he, he he's more of a runner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're expecting Sam Ellinger to throw it around a lot. Mm-hmm. And, what, and and obviously he has the wide receivers to do that. He definitely does. Uh, little Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson are two of the most explosive receivers in the Big 12, and now they got him on one team on uh, one side of the football with the UT Longhorns. Uh, this is uh, one of the more explosive offenses in the Big 12, especially through the air. The running game, however, is not as good for UT. Uh, Sam Ellinger actually led the team in rushing yards last year. And then Trey Watson, the, the transfer running back from Cal, came in during the summer, and he's uh, definitely picked up a little bit of their ground game. He's averaging four yards per carry so far this year. Uh, but before this season started, we were talking about the UT-Oklahoma game finally being back to what it was several years ago. Uh, of course, last year was pretty fun, too. Then the last few years really have been. But this year, this is supposed to be Texas' best team in a long time. Uh, Gage, what what kind of score are you expecting? Who do you think will win? Score, uh, uh, um, oh, let's see. Um, so we have Oklahoma's offense. Yeah. Their defense is not really that questionable. That's correct. I mean, they, they average 523 yards a game on the offensive end, and their defense uh, 95th in the country in pass yards allowed per game. And then we have uh, uh, Texas's offense as well, which has been really good so far, and Texas's defense as well. Um, but I'm going to have to go with a better team. I'm going to go Oklahoma. The safe pick, yeah. With the safe pick, yes. Um, obviously, last year they won against Texas. 
and uh, you know what you know how that uh, turned out. But um, Oklahoma's gonna win, no no doubt about it. You think it may be close though, but yeah, like Texas maybe makes the score look good in a sense. Mm-hmm. Something maybe like a, a late score to make the score look uh, closer. Todd Orlando, Texas defensive coordinator, is one of the best in the country at dialing up blitzes uh, to uh, force pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. And he's shown it this year as well. In fact, this UT defense has done very well this year. They haven't given up 20 points in literally and and basically a month since September 8th in a game they beat Tulsa 28 to 21. This UT defense is going to really have to step up their game because if it's a shootout, I don't think they can stick with Oklahoma. Not many, not many teams can. Um, but I don't think the game will disappoint at all. I think it will come close to the very end. I think OU scores a late touchdown to take the lead and secure the win. 35-31 is my prediction. It will be a Red River Classic. I think it's going to live up to the mm-hmm. billing. So I think this is going to be a, another Red River Classic. It's going to be one of the better games. Yeah, especially of in late. In this match. Yeah, especially of late. And it should be another fun one in Dallas, Texas. Gage, uh, when's the last time you've been to the State Fair? Ooh, geez. Um, I think... Third, my third grade year. Same here. Really? Yeah, third grade. And I had one of those cinnamon rolls, the, that little cafeteria they had, mm-hmm. that huge cafe. Yeah. I love their cinnamon rolls. It's something sweet and a little icing on top, just like this game. It should mm-hmm. be sweet and with a little icing on top with a little bit of extra <laughs> razzle-dazzle at the end, maybe. Yeah, put that cherry on top as well. Put, put the cherry on top of the, 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 the milkshake or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. How about number five, LSU at number 22, Florida Gage? What do you, what do you think about this match? It's gonna it's gonna be a lot tougher playing in Gainesville. Yeah, um, I, it's hard to pick. Yeah, it is because you had this LSU team who's been actually one of the more surprising teams this year. I mean, they were ranked they're ranked currently number five, but to start the year they had a two in front of that five. They were ranked number twenty five and beat Miami like they did by sixteen points. Of course, the score wasn't as close as what the game really uh, score was closer than what the game really showed and was. Uh, they were winning thirty three to three going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh, LSU team has certainly been one of the better teams to start off with this year, already having two top ten wins. They went on to beat number seven Auburn on the Plains as well a couple weeks later, 22-21 on a last-second field goal. So I get what you're saying about this game, about it being a close game. Um, when The last time LSU's uh, been to Gainesville as a top-five team, Florida uh, beat them 14-6, to holding them without a touchdown. And we know Florida's coming off a win against Mississippi State, as well as tallying up two straight wins on the road in SEC play. So these this Gators team is definitely surfacing in the race of the SEC. Gage, what does L- LSU have to do in order to uh, maintain that consistency on the road? This it's it's going to have to come down to their defense. I mean, their defense is probably one of the best in in, yeah. in the country. Definitely. They've always been the best in the country. Uh, They've always the been one of the best yeah. in the country. Um, yes, but it, but yes, it has to come down to their uh, to their phenomenal defense. Let's just say that. Yeah, because I, th- I if again Florida scores, I don't think LSU has much of a chance in this game because this Florida defense is for real. Uh, they're coming off a game against Mississippi State where they didn't allow a touchdown. Um, that was Mississippi State's first time not scoring a touchdown since uh, September 23rd of last year when the other Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, beat them 31 to three in Athens. Uh, th- this Florida defense is for real. Todd Todd Grant. Them, their defensive coordinator has them playing very well, and you talk about a guy who's whose def whose uh, defensive scheme is uh, very uh, the concept of it is very deep. It's very it's very uh, difficult to to pick up, if you will. 
Um, it's it's not the most it's not like your basic defense. I mean he's he's very unique in his style of blitzes. Mm. And Joe Burrow has not seen a, a defense like Florida's yet. Yeah, he faced Miami. Yes, he's faced Auburn. But this Florida defense is going to give him different looks than what he's seen this year. So it should be an interesting one in Gainesville. But I, I like the Tigers to to uh, have a force a, a late turnover in the game in the fourth quarter and prevail 24-10. 24-10? Mm-hmm. I think this LSU defense Reasonable. has been very well. Reasonable. has been very, very successful at forcing turnovers this year. Um, and I think this game will show no different with that. I, I like LSU to force a late turnover win, 24 to 10. Gage, what is your score for the game? Do you have a score? Uh, No, but I'll think of one. And I got it. It's going to be 7 to 21. 21-7 favoring LSU. I like it. Right, you're going to go, go yeah, with yeah. LSU? Yeah, LSU, obviously. I mean, I mean, they're the better team, essentially. You can catch that game at 2.30 on CBS. You can catch the college game day at eight o'clock on ESPN, and the game and the game that they're going to be previewing will be the Texas Oklahoma game. You can catch that game at eleven o'clock on in the morning on Fox. So it should be very interesting with those games as well as how about the Kentucky Wildcats? You talk about the most surprising team yeah. in the country currently I was about ranked thirteen. They're they're a big surprise in this college football uh, season. Um, I mean this this Kentucky team, that they they were they started to be ranked last last week before they played South Carolina. That was the first time being ranked since the 2007 season. They were number 17 last last week. Now they're number 13 after beating South Carolina, 24 to 10. Uh, but this Kentucky team has definitely surprised people with not only that win, but they have beat Florida for the first time in 31 32 years. 31. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And and they also went on the next week. To beat Mississippi State, who was highly regarded before that game, I mean, so this Kentucky team has uh, definitely surprised people. They've surprised me too. Uh, Gage, wh- what do you like about this Kentucky team? Um, it's just their uh, uh, play style. Yeah, I, I like their uh, um how they play, and they do it very well. I mean, getting uh getting wins from uh top twenty five teams. In, yeah, uh, Mississippi State and Florida and when Florida. they when they beat them. Yeah. And and now Florida's back in the rankings after their win last week against Mississippi State. So Mississippi State is definitely in that category of of uh, disappointment right now. They're definitely one of the more disappointing teams of the college football that season. Used to be Kentucky, but now it's, uh... yeah, now it's Mississippi. They just switched roles. They just, I mean, that's what you get when you play in Lexington and you play against a running back like Benny Snell and these Wildcats. Before we even start to to talk about this Kentucky A and M game, we've been we've been talking about Kentucky, but let's look at A and M. They've only lost one game in College Station this year, and that was to Clemson by only two points in a game that they easily could have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, this A&M defense is six in the country, and in only giving up 84 yards on the ground per game. They're only giving up 3.32 yards per carry, and this Kentucky team is relies heavily on Benny Snell, as they like to say, Snell, yeah, with the running game. Snell you later. <laughs> but us, <laughs> not later. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown, Kentucky. I don't think that's going to come that easy though this week in College Station. It's a very tough place to play, very hostile environment. And I don't think the quarterback for Kentucky, Terry Wilson, does a good enough job throughout the air. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's only thrown. I mean, he 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 just turns the ball over. He just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't show me that he's capable enough of winning the game and putting the game on his shoulders. I think Benny Snell will get contained in this game by the A&M defense. Um, I like A&M to win this game 20-13. to 13. Gage? 
You, you're going to stick with Kentucky? No. I'm sticking with A&M. You're going you're gonna to stick with A&M? You're going to pick the upset? Of I'm going to pick the old upset. Upset. You know, when you look at the rankings, actually A&M's there by six points currently right now. So, but, yeah. They're playing in competition. Uh, yeah, correct. Say, yes, that's why I'm picking A&M. It's, it's because, a place to play. I mean, yeah, look at Clemson. I mean, <clears throat> of course, Clemson's not that good this year, as good as what the rankings says. But <laughs> that, that was back when they had Kelly Bryant. And, you know, he's gone now, and Trevor Lawrence is hurt. Of course, Trevor Lawrence will be playing in the Wake Forest game this week. That, should, that, that actually could be an interesting game. If you want to watch that, you can check that game out too. Um, but, yeah, you have A&M? I have A&M. It's going to be close. It's, gonna, it's probably going to be off of a late touchdown, probably a field goal to win the game. Um, I'm yeah. looking, if, if it's a touchdown, I'm looking at a 21-14 mm-hmm. victory. If it's off of a field goal, it's going to be a 21-20. Somewhere in there, it's gonna okay, be. Yeah, I, I can definitely see it being like that four, 17, 14, 23, 20 range. Yeah, I agree with that. If you want to watch this game, it's gonna be on six o'clock. It's gonna be on at six o'clock on ESPN and the Watch ESPN app. Um, yeah, it should be definitely one of the uh, best really matches of this week. I know that the in the past that that game that matchup wouldn't have had the hype, but it does this year, and I'm really looking forward to it. But another a game that in the past has had a lot of hype, but doesn't have the hype this year, as Florida State at number at number seventeen Miami Hurricanes. You can check this game at two thirty on ABC in the Watch ESPN app. Gage again, like I just said, it doesn't have the hype this year, but are you looking forward to this game in any kind of way? Yes, kind of, a little, not really, but a little. A little, a little, a little, little, a little, just a little bit. What, what, what makes it interesting for you? Oh, well, uh, Miami's having a down year, so I'd like to see them get a win. Miami is uh, still Miami. The third. Florida State's having a down year. Yeah. Yeah. Flo- oh, Florida State. Did I say Miami? Yeah. I, said, I, okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Florida no State. Problem. Um. Yeah. No. Florida State's having a down year. They have probably one of the worst uh, offensive line in, yes. in the country. And and obviously after that, yes, Con- uh, Connor Connor and I can both agree on that. Oh my gosh! And um, <clears throat> Miami's always been good. Let, let, let's just be real here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like to see Florida State win. That's probably not going to happen. But you know, you- and they both had disappointing season openers, losing by a combined thirty-seven points. Uh, these two teams have not been as sharp as what we were hoping they'd be this year, or as what we were expecting. Uh, Florida State dropped out of the top 25 after that loss to Virginia Tech and haven't entered in it since. Uh, Miami almost dropped out of the top 25. They went down to number 22, and then they beat Savannah State by 77-0, which was the largest margin of a spread for a win in school history. Um, and then, of course, a couple weeks later, big news continues for the Hurricanes. They uh, they chose a freshman, true freshman, for their starting quarterback over Malik Rozier. Their senior quarterback, who's been, you know, having all the hype the last couple of years. This guy's name is Nikozi Perry, and boy, he's very good. <laughs> the only problem with him, I mean, he's very poison. He's poison the pocket. He's able to complete the throws he needs to. Only problem with him is that he takes too many chances. True freshman there for you. He takes too many chances and he throws way too many interceptions. He just got his first start against North Carolina exactly a week ago in a game they won forty-seven to ten. And and keep in mind, guys, half of their points in that game were from their defense. So, I mean, this is not an, uh, a Miami team that I see as good as everyone else does, mm-hmm. but I still think they're a better team than Florida State. 
Oh, and obviously. Like, and I mean, it shows in the rankings. Yeah. As well. Exactly. Well, yeah, that too. And it's sh- and it's showing on the field. And like we said, this Florida State offensive line can't block anybody. And I feel bad for DeAndre Francois. He's gotten beaten up back there. I mean, in 2016, he got so many big hits on him. He, t- he took so many big hits. Mm-hmm. 2017, he got injured in the opener. And then this year, he's been beaten up as well. And he keeps sticking in there and making those throws he needs to. Uh, but this is going to be a hurricane of a rush coming at him with this Miami defense. Um, their defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz, is one of the best at dialing up pressures on third down. And look for them to feed off their home crowd and, and at home against Florida, Florida mm-hmm. State in this rivalry game. Look for Miami to come away in ugly fashion. They'll force a couple turnovers with the turnover chain. They'll win 28-17. The turnover chain, yes, the turnover chain. 28-17. Hur- the hurricanes keep that storm rolling. What do you think? 28-17. That, that's reasonable. Uh, I'm looking at a 35-10. Okay, you see more of a spread. I, I get that. I mean, this is a Florida State team that barely beat Samford, a little private school in Alabama. Are you serious? Yes. They they beat they scored 15 unanswered <sighs> points in the last four minutes just to win the game by 10. They forced five turnovers. They got outgained by 71 yards at home. We're talking Samford, not Stanford. Mm, Samford. Samford, a little private school in Alabama. Jeez. And they're 1-4 this year. They almost beat Florida State. Now you see why I had Northern Illinois beating Florida State. They didn't, but that's why I had them. This, they just haven't been that impressive this year. All right, Auburn at Mississippi State. Number eight, Auburn takes on Mississippi State in Starkville. The Cowboys, the Cowbells are going to be ringing. <laughs> the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys the have the Cowboys are going to be ringing. The, cowbell, the Cowbells are going to be ringing, and Florida State or Mississippi State is going to be wanting a win. So, I mean, this Auburn team, they haven't looked that good this year on the offensive line either. Yeah. It's not as bad as Florida State. Now I cut it, right? But this Auburn, <laughs> this Auburn team, this Auburn team, they just can't protect Jarrett Stidham. But this defensive line for Auburn, I think, is going to really make the difference against a Mississippi State team that just hasn't shown anything offensively. They've only scored one touchdown in the last eight quarters. So I just don't like their chance. You throw out the 429 yards, um, that Auburn had against Arkansas State. However, they haven't done much on, on the ground this year. They're only averaging 126 yards if you, if you take out that game against overmatched Alabama State. So uh, I, I just don't know what to expect in this game, to be honest. But it's going to be tough playing on the road for Auburn. But I like for Auburn to win in, in a tight game, 24-17. to 17. I think Jarrett Stidham makes the throws at the end to seal the deal. Mm-hmm. What do you like? Who you like? I like Auburn to win to win this game. You mean like, like you said, they're uh they're they're playing in Starkville, mm-hmm. Mississippi State territory, Bulldog territory. Yeah. Um, my brother's friend's dad went to a uh, Mississippi State, and uh, he's gonna be a uh, uh either he's gonna be at the game or he's probably gonna be watching that. And you have a game. cousin that goes to Auburn too. I do, I do. So yeah, you got some uh, people that you know with. with following those two schools. I do. That game will be at 6.30 on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. Should be a good one, but that's not going to be the best game this week. I think we've already covered the best one with the Red River Classic, but this one might be a classic as well, even though they've barely played in the past. This will only be the second time these two have ever faced each other in the history of their two programs. The the Notre Dame Irish, the sixth best team in the country, according to the eight people. Uh, (laughs) At number 24, Virginia Tech, uh, these two teams have had their, their issues this year. But Ian Book turning the page 
offering a new chapter for this Notre Dame offense with the passing game has really changed the outlook of this year for Notre Dame. They're coming off a 21-point victory, climbing up that tree and beating Stanford by a lot. Um, and this Virginia Tech Hokie team is coming off a, a game that they pulled off an upset on the road at Duke. And this Virginia Tech team, their only loss this year was to Old Dominion. But Old Dominion yeah, lost. Yeah, that was surprising. That was, that was very surprising. Yeah, that was. There's three things about that game. I'll give you a little bit of insight. Old Dominion lost to Liberty 52-10. to Liberty just got into the FBS this year, so that's that. Liberty also lost their quarterback from last year. He was one of the best, actually, in the country. The second thing, that was Old Dominion's first win this year. Really? Number three, Old Dominion had their backup quarterback. And they still won? By 14? I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's not bad, but that's... Terrible. Terrible, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand how that kind of stuff happens. Um, but this Notre Dame team has definitely been more consistent. If you look at their scores, you'll see what I'm saying. They've given up roughly 16, 17 points a game every single game. And I like that for, to continue in this game. I think Notre Dame wins, except playing in Blacksburg won't be that easy. Virginia Tech actually beat them in South Bend in 2016. Now they come here to Blacksburg, and I think the road team wins again. However, Notre Dame wins by two touchdowns this time. I think they win by 31-17. You like it? Yeah. Yeah, that's reasonable. Like a reasonable score, exactly. Um, again, Ian Book has been that new quarterback for Notre Dame. He's, again, he's turned the chapter. He's offered a, a new new page, a new story for a this Notre Dame offense, a new perspective, a new outlook. Everything has changed for for Brian Kelly and his a new era. A new era possibly too, yeah. How about era and airing the ball out against this Virginia Tech defense that's giving up more than 300 yards in the game uh, per game through the air. They're actually giving up 304 yards. Mm -hmm. So this should be a, a very a good, interesting matchup when you look at this Notre Dame passing game versus this Virginia Tech secondary. Either way, it should be a great game. That game will be at 7 o'clock on ABC and the Watch ESPN app. Again, all times are central, so all the times that I gave will be the times you can check it on your uh, res uh, respective TV if you want to look at it like that. Um, so, um, Gage, is there anything else concerning college football you would like to say? Go mm -hmm. Horn Frogs? Go Horn Frogs, even though they have a bye week. They have a bye week. Then next week they'll be playing Texas Tech. And by the way, uh, just looking ahead to that game, that'll be at next Thursday at TCU. Uh, uh, I, Alan Bowman will be back, that quarterback who got hurt against mm -hmm. West Virginia for Texas Tech. So that should make the game a little bit more interesting, and hopefully TCU can get their offense going. For now, I'm Connor Hibbett. And I'm Gage Laswell. And this has been Panther Nation, and we will talk to you next week, Pascal.